Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, your mama and me RD. I'm a registered dietitian and mama of two. I specialize in nutrition and feeding for infants and toddlers. Welcome to Nutrition for Littles, a podcast dedicated to helping you raise healthy, confident, and intuitive eaters. Nutrition is kind of my thing, and I love sharing it, but honestly, the 30 seconds Instagram gave me on my stories just wasn't cutting it anymore. Join me each week as we go deeper and tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby-led weaning, and fostering a healthy relationship with food, and so much more. I'll try to be short, but I plan on answering your actual real-life questions using your examples. I will walk you through actionable strategies to help you protect and preserve your child's innate ability to listen to their bodies and eat intuitively. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hey, 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 mama. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are tackling a topic that I know is going to be either super popular or really unpopular. (laughs) I can't actually quite decide which way we're going to go. So you're either going to love me or hate me at the end of this podcast. We are going to be talking all about screen time at meal and snack times. So I get a lot of questions around this and I get even more pushback when I let them know what my... Uh, stance is on screen time. So just to let you know here at the top, my, uh, my stance on screen time is it shouldn't be for meal and snack times. Now, that being said, there is absolutely times where I have let my son eat in front of the TV. Totally, totally has been times. So going back to that 80-20 rule, I feel like I talk a lot about in my, on my Instagram stories. Um, But in real life, you guys, honestly, like, 80-20 is the way to go. Like shoot for what you want and your goals and your um, how you want to parent 80% of the time. And then we know that life gets in the way and things come up and you have a meeting and childcare is canceled or whatever is happening. Your child's homesick and you just need them to like veg out in front of the TV for a while. Totally get that. We are not strict people here in my home with screen time in general, but I am strict with it around food. So just setting that up at the top, I know there's lots of research around screen time and how many hours and yada, 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 but we do the best that we can. Um, I actually... It's kind of a weird segue, but I did want to share with you recently, I found an account on Instagram and their whole mission is to help get your kids outside for a thousand hours a year. And I have been obsessed with thinking about this idea of how can I get my kid to hit a thousand hours outside every year? So what that breaks down to is a little less than three hours a day. And so I was just like, so amazed at this idea and just like, really trying to fulfill this. Now it's going to be harder once the winter months come for sure. But especially with my little ones home all the time, I feel like we can hit this goal. Anyways, all that to be said is that I'm trying to switch some of our screen time that we currently do in the home for more outdoor time. So completely up to you how you handle this in your home outside of the meal and snack schedule. Um, But I did just want to let you know what we're doing here inside my home. Now, again, I am not crazy strict about screen times. When I do let screens in, I let them in and I feel no guilt about it because 
life happens. Stuff happens. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I was up all night with the baby or I just want to break or I just want to read my book. And screens sometimes are an excellent way to get a little bit of downtime inside the home. We try not to abuse them. And I definitely don't want to use screens so much that then my kids are like, not a big deal when it's on. Like I've been over to people's houses and their kids do not care that the TV's on anymore because it's just constant noise for them. This is, and there's a lot of research out there, way too overwhelming for our little ones to understand and have that many sounds and activities going on around them, especially when they're trying to engage in play. So I try not to do that. If we're watching a screen, I tell my son, we sit and we watch. Like that is what we're doing. We're not eating. We're not playing. We're not doing anything else. This is the activity. Um, and he follows suit. Now, Every kid is obviously totally different. And I did want to just shout out really quick the um, Instagram page that I've been finding is it's a thousand hours outside. (laughs) As simple as that. I should have been able to remember that, but I had to look it up. Okay, so all this to be said, no matter your feelings around screen time outside of the table or whatever you do in your home, everyone's different. And I respect and support any which way that you mom inside your home, even if that means you don't take any of my advice. Totally support you, mama. We are all doing the best we can. We all love our kids and want what's best for them. I truly believe that, especially if you're listening to this podcast in the little free time that you have. I know that you're an amazing mama trying to take steps to give your child the best life and the best shot that they can in being an independent eater and an independent freaking human being. So first of all, way to go on that. Okay, now that we have that established, let's talk a little bit more about screen time at the table or around mealtimes. The reason why I'm not a fan is because it promotes disassociating with our bodies. So when we're watching TV, we are way too distracted to be able to tune in with our own bodies and think, okay, am I still hungry? Does this sound good? Does this taste good? Am I full? Am I all done eating? Am I feeling sick? Am I, you know, whatever that might be, it's really hard even for adults to understand what their body is trying to signal to them while we are watching a screen. People behind the screen creating the content, creating the shows, creating the cartoons, whatever it is, work really hard to try to get our attention. They spend countless hours researching the material, researching human behavior, and trying to come up with the best, the greatest, the funniest, the most captivating content so that we tune in, so that we stay tuned in. That is their whole goal is to make us watch the entire show or watch longer or watch another episode or another because every minute that we spend watching their content, the more money they make from advertising or from whatever. So that is literally their goal is to make the content so good we can't look away. What that means is when the content is that good that we just can't stop watching or playing or tapping or whatever you're doing on your phone, on your iPad, on the computer, on your TV screen, it's that you're disassociating with your body. Even for adults, and I'm sure you've been here before because I know I have, you can sit down, watch a show with a bowl of ice cream or a bowl of popcorn and look down before you know it and it's empty and you don't even remember eating it. Like literally like, what did I even, how did I eat that whole thing? How is this gone already? Like it's because you disassociate with it because you're not eating mindfully and presently. So 
with little ones, we specifically want to set them up for success. So remember, as the parent, we are in charge of what goes on the plate, where they eat, and what um, and when they eat. So we get to set the schedule, we get to set the location, we get to set the scene. And what I really want you to focus on is creating an inviting environment for them to sit and eat. And it really being a comfy place for them to be a safe place, a place where they interact with mom and dad, where mom and dad aren't distracted or on their phones, which can be really hard for me sometimes to not pick up my phone when I've finished eating and they're taking forever. But we really want it to be an environment where they feel safe and supported and heard. And it's a great time to socialize with the family, get some really good conversation going. Yes, even with our little two-year-old or whatnot, really get a feel for who they are as a person and learn and build those relationships. We can't do that when there's a screen inhibiting it, right? So we don't want screens at the table or we don't want them sitting in front of the scenes in front of the screens eating. Now, I'll be the first one to admit, again, I have totally done this, mama. So no guilt here, no shame. I'm literally telling you like it is in my home and letting you know that I too, like I feel like my Instagram, because I'm giving all these tips and advice, especially on my feed, it can come off as though I follow every one of my posts perfectly every time. (laughs) This is not the case. 80-20 rule, um, 80-20 rule in my home as well. So we aim for the things that I post about. I strive for that. I know that that is the most ideal way to set up the situation, but that doesn't mean that I'm perfect all the time, nor does it mean that I expect you to be perfect all the time. So that being said, screens are important to separate from meal and snack time. I actually also recommend for the 10 minutes leading up to a meal and snack schedule or meal and snack time to turn off the screens 10 minutes before. If we turn off screens and then immediately try to transition to meal or snack, likely if your kid's anything like my kid and all the kids of the moms I work with, (laughs) your kid is having a tantrum or upset about losing their show or just kind of um, in that dazed like like what TV does to us, basically. They're in that dazed environment. So we really want to separate a little bit of time out between screens and eating time to get them refocused, retuned in with their body and really um, focused on the next next task at home, which is meal and stack. So that's what I would recommend. That would be ideal, of course, whatever works for you and your family. So if right now you're sitting here going, oh man, we use screens at almost every meal. What should we do? How do we cut back? What do we, how do I start? I'm with you, mama. I totally get you. So there's two ways that you can cut back on screen time. One is completely cold turkey. You might even be able to verbalize this to your kid. And I would recommend doing that regardless of how little they are, letting them know that, hey, from now on, we're no longer watching TV at the table. We're no longer eating at the coffee table watching TV. TV goes off while we eat. And you let them know this is a new rule that you're going to be instigating. You hold firm to that boundary and really have that be a consistent thing in your home. So I say 80-20 and I absolutely believe that rule. But I will say when you are first instigating a major change in your home, especially around meal and snacks, I want you to like aim for 100. Okay, like be as consistent as you can for the first like two to four weeks. And then you can build in a little bit more flexibility. But kids really need to know the predictability of their meal and snack. They need to understand your boundaries. Because if you let them in one or two times, they're going to continue to poke and prod and beg and plead. 
and trying to find where your boundary ends and when they can kind of win. So I recommend being as consistent as possible when you set this into motion, and then you can kind of add in a little bit more flexibility, of course. So cold turkey is the first way to decrease screen time, just like, nope, no more of this. (laughs) Second way is to slowly fade out the TV. So what I'd recommend is to start, if you're doing it at every meal and snack you have a screen on, I'd recommend trying to start with one meal or snack that you have completely eliminated the screen and then work it up to a way where then only one meal or snack you have a screen. If your little one is struggling with that even too much, what you might do is start with this start with the screen on and then turn it off about halfway through their meal or whatever that looks like. Or maybe it's the opposite way where you say, okay, 10 minutes of eating and then we can turn on the screen for the last little bit, if that makes sense. So you want to either do the cold turkey, which honestly I'm a fan of in general, like in general, I'd rather have it be a few tough days than like a slow fade, but every kid's going to be different in how this is response to them and what they kind of need. So go at your own pace, do your own thing. You know your child best. I'm never going to tell you what's best for your child because I don't know them like you do. So do what's best for your kid. But those are some really great ways to actually instigate the no screen rule. So some tips to making this a little bit easier. So the first tip, tip, sorry, the first tip I have for you is the timer trick. This is why I'm having troubles with all my teas. The timer trick is basically just setting them on a timer, letting them know, okay, and three more minutes, the screen is going off. Maybe even letting them set the timer. I am a huge fan of sand timers in the home. They are screen free. They're visual for little ones. So they can actually see that time ticking by so they can get a feel for how much time that is and letting them flip it over, letting them check in on it, letting them tell you when it's run out. Oh, has the timer run out yet? Let them take a look. Now, This is really important because it helps them be the leader. They are in charge of something. You're giving them a small task to do, like flipping the timer, that has your boundaries attached to it, which is really amazing. Maybe even letting them turn the timer off if it's on your phone or letting them take some poor part of control. Like my son loves turning off the TV. He loves clicking the button. So letting them do that and giving them the option, would you like to turn it off or do you want mommy to turn it off? You know, so you're giving them a little bit of control. You're giving them a little bit of leadership and ownership of the situation so they don't feel totally controlled and like, a puppet. Okay. So in these situations, remember the formula that I've shared on my Instagram before when a tantrum is about to ensue, you want to validate their feelings. I know you want to watch that show, hold the boundary, but we're not going to watch a show during mealtime, make a plan and redirect. So making a plan might sound like after nap, we can watch your show again, or tomorrow we can watch the show again. It can pick up from where we left off and redirect. Oh, look, your meal's already. Let's wash up and eat. Or, oh, look, there's raspberries on your plate. You know, something like that where it redirects them towards the next activity you want them to do. And this is a great formula, no matter it's around meal or snack time or just parenting little ones. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to address the number one thing that I get back from moms and dads um, pushback as long as whenever I talk about this. And the thing that moms and dads say to me is, you don't understand, my little one, they get more in when they're watching TV. This is something super common that moms and dads say, they get more in or they eat more. But I want to remind you, 
The goal is not for them to eat more. I know that that's the way we're raised and that's what we want for our kids and we want them to grow strong and healthy and we all these things, right? We want them to get all the vitamins and minerals and nutrients that they possibly can. So we want them to get more. We think more is better. But remember, the goal is not to get them to eat more. The goal is not to, quote, get more into them, okay? The goal is for them to become independent eaters and they can't do that when they can't listen to their body. So remember, the goal is not more. The goal is for them to listen to their body and eat according to their body. Okay, I hope this episode was helpful for you. I hope you're taking away some tangible tips and I hope you don't hate me. Okay, you guys, make sure to follow me over on Instagram at Mama and Me RD. And if you have a listener question you'd like me to answer on this podcast, please email me at Alyssa at MamaAndMeRD.com and I will see you later, mamas. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring some peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your hashtag mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review. You can find more from me on my Instagram at mama and me rd. That's mama dot and dot me underscore rd. And please feel free to send me any questions or comments you may have. Email me at alyssa at mama and me rd.com. Until next week, mamas.